Um, but they also talk about how apparently Lifetime Fitness is connecting them with uh, compounding pharmacies, which basically is a pharmacy that kind of creates its own prescription with similar active ingredients to mimic Ozempic-like drugs that are not FDA certified or FDA approved. So, I mean, it's that, like... That's crazy. Yeah, I want to make sure I read that correctly because I don't want to make sure... Uh, one thing well, I don't... Cause, I mean, we had a lifetime. We've had a lifetime here. Oh, yeah, um, way back. Oh, gosh, it feels like forever ago, but yeah. There's lifetime and then it, what is the other one? Here, let me make sure I'm reading this correctly. Because I don't want to make sure, I don't want to. So in Minnesota, Lifetime Fitness is piloting a clinic that not only provides personal training focus on weightlifting, but also offers compounded versions of weight loss drugs, unauthorized alternatives that the Food and Drug Administration has warned against using. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We are going to discuss uh, a very popular health and wellness topic, and that is the topic of Ozempic. If you're not familiar with that, we're going to give you a little details about this, uh, I think it would say rather new weight loss drug that actually started off a diabetes or treatment for type 2 diabetes, but now is a very popular weight loss drug. And we're going to explore that idea and that uh, that medication in today's episode. Uh, but before we do that, I want to thank you guys for listening this week and every week. Uh, we see you guys uh, are listening because I can tell by the download numbers. So uh, please, please, please give us a rating review if you haven't done so already. Also, um, we would love you to share a podcast with a friend. You know, you can go to your preferred podcast app, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can share a quick link with a friend, or you could go to addictedtofitness.lipson.com and check out our whole archive of over 400 episodes. Mm-hmm. We also have what did I? We also have an Instagram. Yes. Which is? At the ATF Podcast. That's right. So we share some more content on there. So please give us a follow on there. And if you, all, if you ever want to reach out, that'd be the easiest place to reach out to us. Just send us a DM because Shannon and I both look at that. So on to training recaps. Do you have anything to recap for your training this week? Um, I was... Just doing some yoga. This is kind of like some light stretching this past week. Um, more of a rest week. So more of a yeah, rest week for you. It was that and just like some light yoga and mm-hmm. stuff. So nothing too crazy. No, no, it's definitely kind of low key this week. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to report. What? What? What, what, what about you? Hey, boo, hey, boo. Um. I'm happy to report that my knee was feeling much better this week. If you guys have been listening the last couple of weeks, I was complaining of some knee pain. I actually stayed a whole week away from jujitsu. I woke up Monday morning and felt good. Same thing Tuesday morning, so I knew it wasn't a fluke. So I was able to do some jujitsu this week um, and also do a little bit of Peloton and some probably at-home workouts. Other than that, I was working hard at the gym, had some, uh, some long hours at the gym, meeting new clients and working with clients so that was uh something that kind of kept me away from la fitness so no sauna stories this week but friday 
I had the decision to make. I was going to be like, well, I only went to one jujitsu class this week. I'm feeling pretty good. Should I go to open mat on Friday? Now, open mat on Friday is a gi class. So if you guys aren't familiar with a jujitsu gi, uh, it's about a little bit softer than a burlap bag. Yeah, say it's that. real rough. So, um, and this may be one of the most vain things I've ever said. But uh, <laughs> I did not want my face to get all scraped up and basically gee burn on my face, um, which tends to happen to me. Um, yep. It's because we were going out Friday night, which I'll tell you about more later in the podcast. Um, so I was like, eh, I don't really want to get, you know, banged up and marked up. So I was really debating on what to do. And so finally, last second, I was like, ah, let's do it. I go. First roll with somebody was good. No issues. Literally the second roll, I mean, I'm getting almost like the, my opponent's dragging his gi across my face back and forth. We stop rolling, we get up, and it was almost out of a sitcom. He looks at me, he goes, oh my God, what happened to your face? And I was like, what happened to my face? You happened to my face. <laughs> so that's yes, why my, my mission, my goal to try to not get marked up before going out to dinner, going out with uh, friends from out of town. Was not accomplished on Friday. I actually did the exact opposite of what I wanted to do. So, well, that I I did notice at one point in the night. I was like, "Why does it look like someone like rolled something across your face? Like that's what it looks like, or like someone just yeah. scratched across his face, and he yeah. just kind of went, uh, like, yeah." <laughs> so, yes, it was obvious, and uh, it was my my clients that I had after that class actually let me know about it too. So it was great. Anywho, my body is feeling pretty good, and I got a treatment from your mom this week, um, actually today. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I had to cancel my massage from last week. I had a massage planned, oh, but sad. I had to cancel because my uh, massage therapist got COVID. So hopefully she's okay. She's my new favorite massage therapist, so hopefully she'll be back real soon. All right, on to the main topic of discussion. I'm sure um, if you guys are in the realm or paying attention to the world of health and fitness, you've heard about the drug Ozempic. And we have talked about it very briefly on the podcast before, um, but I think I wanted to go more in depth about it because I recently had uh, someone tell me that they've been on it for a while because of they have type 2 diabetes and it helps control their um their uh, A1C. So they're, they're really, they're, you know, they're prescribed it for, uh, from a doctor and, and, you know, they have the side effects of maybe a little bit of weight loss, but it's really to control their blood sugar and something they really need in order to, to do that. Well, he, this person told me recently that, you know, he can't get it right now. Um, it's so basically it's essentially out of stock at a lot of pharmacies right now, just because it is so popular for weight loss, um, which has just become almost like a, um, I wouldn't say a happy accident, but just a byproduct, a side effect. Of a side the effect of a medicine. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, Ozempic is the brand name. There's a, there's an active, the active uh, ingredient smell. I'm going to. Smelly? It's smelly. It's not. It's smelly. Sigmalitude. Sigmalitude. I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly, but that's the active ingredient in this, uh, in Ozempic and other similar weight or, or actually type 2 diabetes drugs. Um so yeah, I it's uh, this, this person is starting to get a little worried because he's been off of it. Uh, this person's been off of it for probably over a month now. 
So it's really big, starting to get kind of crunch time. And it, it, it's interesting because I've read a couple of different articles doing research for today's episode, and it's talking about how, you know, the, the, the cost of this drug is going up now, too, because oh, there's so geez. much demand. I mean, they, they talk about how, I mean, anywhere from 1000 to $1,200 a month for this injectable um so it's it's something that's really uh, and not only the people with type 2 type 2 diabetes need it but now even more people are doing it to fight obesity um because it's been really effective you know it was interesting one of the articles i was reading was talking about how it's very similar to how viagra got so popular oh yeah viagra was actually a drug that was uh, created to help with circulation, actually help, um, you know, I guess fight atherosclerosis, you know, basically harden of the veins and the hardening of the heart arteries. Um, the byproduct was once they did the clinical trials is that guys got erections also. So they were like, oh, well, how about this happy accident? And then <laughs> the Viagra jug became essentially like a billion dollar business just for mostly for ED, not for, you know, circulation. I mean, I guess it is circulation for a certain type of circulation. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was not the really intended use. And it's interesting because, um, once again, people with diabetes were kind of benefiting from that drug, uh, that drug, you know, the active ingredient. Viagra is also the brand name. I forgot what the, uh, the actual category of drugs is it, it is, but it's, uh, it's something that's going along the same road. You know, and it's so much so is that now weight loss, telemedicine weight loss companies are actually connecting people with Ozampic providers or similar weight loss drug providers. So it's becoming like, a, it's, it, it's becoming even more prevalent where, like, have you ever heard of Noom? Noom? N-O-O-M? Noom. Noom, yeah. thank you. Like the... The um, habit right app, but yeah. it focuses on mainly like healthy eating and trying to yeah. lose weight. Well, they're apparently the article I read. They said they're actually connecting people with uh, the Ozempic like drugs, like directly with providers that will give them that the similar drugs. And there's even one that they're talking about. I mean, they're getting this is getting so pervasive. It's getting into even health clubs now. They oh talked about how God. Lifetime Fitness is developing because one of the side effects, one of the common side effects of Ozempic is muscle loss. I mean, you talk about weight loss, uh, it's, it's almost essentially malnutrition. From what I hear, it just, it turns off kind of the, the hunger hormones in the brain that tell people that they want to eat. They actually don't want to eat. That's why they can lose so much weight. Okay. And one another, if so a biased side effect of that is that there's a lot of muscle loss associated with people who use Ozempic. So now fitness studios are actually getting in on this, that they, they're starting marketing to people who are on these Ozempic-like drugs to get them on a strength training program, which, you know, I mean, I, I think that's a good thing to, to in a certain, you know, I mean, it's marketing and they're, they're appealing to a certain group, so you can't fault them for that. Every, I mean, these people do yeah. need strength training. Um, but they also talk about how apparently Lifetime Fitness is connecting them with uh, compounding pharmacies, which basically is a pharmacy that kind of creates its own prescription with similar active ingredients to mimic Ozempic-like drugs. 
that are not FDA certified or FDA approved. So, I mean, it's that, like... That's crazy. Yeah, I want to make sure I read that correctly because I don't want to make sure... Uh, one thing well, I don't... Cause, I mean, we had a lifetime. We've had a lifetime here. Oh, yeah, um, way back. Gosh, it feels like forever ago, but yeah. There's lifetime and then yeah. what is the other one? Here, let me make sure I'm reading this correctly. So I don't want to make sure I don't want to. So in Minnesota, Lifetime Fitness is piloting a clinic that not only provides personal training focus on weightlifting, but also offers compounded versions of weight loss drugs, unauthorized alternatives that the Food and Drug Administration has warned against using. So, I mean, obviously different people are trying to jump on this bandwagon, different aspects of health and that's fitness. That's so scary, though. And I think that's kind of my thoughts, too, is that, you know, people, it's just like everybody, it seems like when it comes to weight loss, everybody wants the silver bullet. Oh, they absolutely. Want the magic pill, right? Everybody wants the magic pill. And to date, this is probably the closest we've seen of that. Yeah. but. As sadly with most magic pills or silver bullets, there are side effects. So like yeah. you said, there are, and obesity is a major epidemic in this company, company country. Um, I mean, I looked at numbers and I thought we were still in the 30s. The most recent article I saw, it, obesity is over 40% of adult wow. males and females, excuse me, of all adults in the United States, it's over 40% for obesity. At least 30%, I mean, are o Oh, overweight and then 40% are obese. Yikes. So, and I mean, that was according to that when I looked at it, it was from 2018. So that's five years ago. Um, excuse me, six years ago. So, I mean, yes, it seems that it, it, it seems like something, maybe medical intervention can be needed in certain situations. It just seems that sometimes it's getting abused this drug specifically is getting abused um, by maybe an, a groups that were not tar it's not targeted for first and foremost. Well, it's it was created with the purpose to help a certain group, and it's right. it's sad that now that that specific group that really does need it is is not able to access it or ha is going to have to pay way more money, right? Than they even like imagined they'd right. ever have to pay for this thing yeah i mean that's that's one about kind of the, the dark side of the whole ozempic thing the other thing is that people that are using it strictly for weight loss are losing so much weight that now they're losing muscle yeah and i mean and the thing is too yes being obese has a lot of negative health connotations but being I mean, underweight and especially lacking muscle mass, that is also very dangerous also. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like you're not going from healthy. You, you, if your goal is going from unhealthy to healthy, you're not. Sometimes you're missing the mark. It seems like people are missing the mark. Yeah. So, time. <clears throat> and I know this might be easy for me to say. I mean, I was obese at one time, but I was also in my early 20s and I was able to my work my way out of it through exercise and diet and hard work. Um, not hard work, I should say, just being dedicated to both diet and exercise. Um, and I know it's not easy, especially the older you get. Um, but I think maybe because another thing I read is that sadly, a lot of people, once they go on this, they don't treat the underlying kind of cause for the obesity. 
mm-hmm. right? You know, um, so they have to be on it for life. And you're talking about being on it for life, you got to counteract all those other side effects like being under-muscled and, or lack of strength and lack of muscle mass. But also then you have this cost for the rest of your life. Jeez. You know, so it's it, it's something that I don't, I mean, taking it strictly to w- lose weight, you know, obviously there are some, I guess, severely obese individuals that are, could probably benefit those people with conjunction with probably some sort of counselor and or um, personal trainer to help mitigate any of the muscle loss. Um Mm-hmm. But that's a small segment of people that I then much and it's much smaller than the group I think that are using it right now to mm-hmm. lose weight. So I mean, I've had a couple of clients tell me that they're they're using it or they have friends that are using it just to lose weight. So it's it it it's 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 a scary idea that you know the people. It's hard to say. It's because I mean I understand the idea of the, the benefits of being to losing weight. Being a healthy weight is very uh, noble, and we always promote that idea through our diet and exercise because of many things. Because for longevity, really, yeah. not just for aesthetics. Even though know, I'm sure people love to look good with their with a very little clothes on, but we're talking about longevity and being at a healthy weight and eating a proper diet and exercising on a regular basis. That has so many benefits to longevity. That it's it, it's not just about aesthetics. It's a thankfully aesthetics. Use looking better with your clothes off is usually a byproduct byproduct of focusing on those things. Mm-hmm. But it should not be the number one. And I mean, we're talking about we can get into the whole idea idea of body image and things like that, which is a huge topic that uh, I think really people deal with nowadays. Mm-hmm. But if we're just looking strictly at Ozempic. And its use, it, uh, I think its intended use way back when it was developed for type 2 diabetes is getting overlooked because of its weight loss, basically, I think, not benefits, weight loss potential. Yeah, it's being overshadowed. Right, overshadowed. Thank you. So I think, once again, we're seeing, we're really in, we're seeing another type of drug that was intended for one thing, it's going to be used for another, and... The real people that are going to benefit, and I hate this, this might sound like like tinfoil hat guy, but it's the pharmaceutical companies. Oh, yeah. They're going to benefit. Usually they do benefit. I'm not saying they don't. They, it's not like they're always noble or anything like that. Um, and they do help a lot of people. It's not That is not for debate. But um, I think they're going to capitalize on this, this side effect of this drug. And we see other different realms of well the health and wellness industry trying to benefit it from it too yeah so i mean in kind of a synopsis Uh sort of situation here um do you think that it's a good thing or a bad thing that ozempic has has kind of taken this turn well i think um that's a, that's a tough question. Right now, I could just see it as a bad thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're talking about it, and they're talking about it in different articles already getting prescribed to both kids and or older people oh are getting on exemptic. And that's one, scary. you talk about prescribing it to children, you don't know, they even say it, we don't know the long-term effects of this drug, especially on developing bodies. 
And then for older people, you talk about the most people that have need strength training and bone density the most, that's the elderly population. And if you give them something that strips away that, you're, you're setting them up for even more health issues. Yeah, more yeah. serious, yeah. possibly. Uh-huh. So it's like, I know how devastating obesity can be. I mean, I understand. I mean, we talked about how the, we think probably one of the main reasons that cancer prevalence is on the rise in younger groups is possibly because of obesity. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I understand why people are trying to get it under control. But I think a lot of people, there's a large or a significant portion of people that are using it strictly for aesthetics we're not strictly or to for the main goal of to be for aesthetics. And then I also think people are going to be taking advantage of that idea and creating either knockoff drugs, you know, mm -hmm. basically like we just talked about the compounding pharmacies, mm -hmm. drugs that supposedly simulate the same effects. There's going to be other drugs. Now it will that will drive the price down of the drug, but mm -hmm. Right now, we're in a weird stage where I think if you're someone who is maybe you're overweight and you're thinking you're on the fence, maybe I can just take Ozempic for a little while and, oh, I'll, I'll lose the weight and I'll be fine. You're much better off, I think, finding what really is causing your weight loss, whether it be lack of exercise, improper diet, or, you know, some sort of psychological connection to food that you're, that you're not dealing with. You should much pursue those things and then just try to take the silver bullet because it seems like it, that there can be a lot more dire side effects for that down the road opposed to trying to address those things. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, uh, in my opinion, there is a group that, of people that could benefit from Ozempic, but it's not as big as the amount of people that are using it right now. Right. I think the wrong, a lot of people are using it for the wrong reason, according to things I've been reading. Yeah. Well, and I think it's it's tough to, to see, you know, when it, you've got something that was created for one purpose and then catches on kind of, you know, due to like the marketing of it as, oh, well, here's this medicine, but it's, you know, we're going to market it to this totally other audience that doesn't actually necessarily need it, but it's, you know, they're going to buy it so we could sell it for more over right. here. And it really being about, like, just the pharmaceutical companies making as much money as they possibly can off of it. Yeah. Similar to what you said, like, you know. Um, Viagra. Viagra, similar to birth control. Yeah. Birth control wasn't even created for women in the beginning. It was created for men. It was it was something else, like entirely. Are you birth control? No, oh. like it was created for something that it had a side effect. And oh, I see what you're saying. They ended up creating it, realizing like, oh, well, here's the solution. Women can just take this. Talk about not knowing the the effects. Now they're talking about all these crazy effects that birth control has. Right. And like, I'm not even kidding you when I say it is the first thing a doctor prescribes a teenage girl. Yeah, that's nuts. And that's so, I nuts. mean, 
I I'm living proof of what happens when you ha when you take it from a young age. Yeah, I mean we're gonna go it's on insane. a tangent. So I don't want to go but down that realm. It, but just the idea. It's the same thing. Right. Like it's the same thing of like we're gonna capitalize on the side of unintended side effect because we can make the money, and then no real thought as to what what the impact on someone is long term what the impact is to those people who actually need the medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, yes, we, everybody understands that getting that quick fix of, you know, you want to lose weight. If it's not for a medical reason, though, you know, I, I get people who are, are unhealthy due to the obesity and it right. put them in high risk categories. Mm -hmm. I get that. But I I don't get it like with for like the partnership with gyms and you know just the mass marketing of it to all audiences. It yeah. terrifies me that kids are yeah being told to take this. I agree. I, I think it is definitely appropriate some for certain segments of the population and definitely not appropriate for others and i think there's got to be a little bit more i think kind of checks and balances of who's getting the drug and who's shouldn't get the drug you know it's kind of like sadly if you go to a doctor maybe they you need a doctor prescription well i mean sadly i think we've heard through the years that getting a prescription from something for a doctor is not as challenging as it probably should be, but mm. whole nother topic. So I don't want to go down that road. Um, my There's opinion: so many topics. It is we not go down. Yeah, it's not the silver bullet, so right? Other. I think it's needed for some people, and it's unnecessary for others. My thing, and I know it's not fun, and I know it's not exciting. Shoot, the article I read, <laughs> it was talking about Kelly Osborne, one of the one of the celebrities who's oh, yeah. wanted, apparently talked about, uh, you know basically working out is boring that's why she's on it for lack of better words right so i i understand that some people don't like it they don't have the addiction to fitness like we do um but i will tell you in many of the articles we've always read and through the years about not only the, the health benefits the physical health benefits but the mental health benefits of exercise i, I think diet and exercise going down that road is a much more i would say the, the side effects are much more beneficial than the Ozempic road. Well, also, <laughs> it is your personal fitness is going to have holistic system-wide benefits. Mm -hmm. Whereas you go for that silver bullet, it is an illusion. It is temporary and it is targeted. And it is not going to be your lifelong solution. So think about that. Yeah. Medicine. All right. So hopefully um, now we're going to, not hopefully, but hopefully you guys uh, <laughs> enjoyed that conversation. We're going to go into what's got us pumped yeah, right everybody's now. Everybody's like, gonna, Once again, let you go first because I'm a, a gentleman. So you tell me what's got you pumped this week. What's got me pumped this week is... That after, I mean, it's been three years since I started, since I made the decision um, to 
to pursue certifications in like the well-being arena. Um, for anybody who's new to the podcast, about three years ago, I signed up for the Chopra Institute's well-being coaching certification which is a set of three certifications. There is an Ayurvedic health coach certification, there is a meditation coach certification, and then there is a well-being coach certification. I chipped away over the last few years to get the first two. The well-being coach certification took me kind of by surprise because it was a lot more intensive than I thought it was going to be. It was a lot of time. Um, not just for the studying, but for practicing and putting in my time coaching people. And it took me, it took me about eight months to do just that one section. Now, granted, I have a full-time job and I have a young child. We, you know, and a family, you know, a husband. Hi, hi. He's like, me, <laughs> me, me. <laughs> It was it was a lot. It was a lot to balance. But I submitted my last piece of like the test out. Like you have a test, you have documentation, you have an interview, and you have um well, I mean like you've all the documentation, which is like 30 hours of coaching that you have to submit. So all this stuff I submitted at the end of last August. Followed up. You know, it was obviously it was longer than most people who took the class or the certification. I get it. But I followed up for five months before I finally got an interview with my coach, like my coaching mentor. And I mean, it was it was about six months since I'd actually like coached the submission that I I sent in to them. So it was it was crazy, but like I did it, and then I got last what was it this this past week I got my actual like you've completed your certification and here is your certificate, and I was like, oh my gosh! Like I know I've been coaching people for the last several months, anyways. I know I don't need it, but it is that like closure to this this initial first step to me pursuing this this career and it felt so good just to see that email come through and be like it's done like I have it it's it's legit like I can put my name on a website now boom it's really all I do but mm. it it was a much bigger um, feeling that I can really describe. Right. Yeah, like I said, it's a long time. You know, a long time and put yeah. a lot of effort in, a lot of, a lot of effort and time. And it's good. I'm very proud of you. I'm happy Thank that you. it's finally they finally recognized you. You know, oh. even knew you were, you were, you were legit. But finally getting that designation is <laughs> very. I would say. uh Something to be pumped for. So what I'm pumped for is that, as I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, we met up with some friends who actually came in from out of town this past week. Uh, some good uh, college friends that we don't we get to see every once, probably once a year, they come down here. 
Um, we got to repay the favor and probably go up to see them once in a while. I am um, going to <laughs> I am going to Jersey soon, but it's for twenty four hours for clients. Yeah, it's for work, like my day job. Right, and it's yeah. So we get to go out and go to a great dinner with them and really catch up, talk about a lot of good old times and things like that. So um, this is a really great couple. Um, and they, uh, they're very fun and entertaining in themselves. And my other, uh, really good friend came with us too. We all went to college together. So, um, it was really fun and it's really, uh, makes me miss kind of those, uh, regular just outings with, you know, close friends. Um, you know, know, it's something that we need to do more of and, uh, uh, we're looking forward, I'm looking forward to doing more of in the future because yeah. that's what it's all about. You know, relationship amongst friends. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's what's got me pumped this week. Very nice. If you guys have something that's got you pumped, you can always let us know by connecting with us on Instagram at the ATF Podcast. You can let us know what you think about this episode and the other 400 plus episodes by leaving us a rating review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcast app. And last but not least, please share the podcast with a friend. You got anything else for them tonight? No. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check in next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.